You heard of Goldilocks and the Three Bears, but have you heard of Galatians and the Three Bears? Welcome to Rise and Shine, the weekly podcast where we take bite-sized portions of the scriptures and examine what God is saying to us. Make an attempt to make some sort of relevant, practical application to our lives, and if we do it right, it'll make us better people. So I know you know about Goldilocks and Three Bears. I've often wondered, what in the world does this thing really mean? (laughs) Other than a young lady walking through the forest and breaking and entering, eating food that isn't hers and sleeping in beds not hers, and then complaining about it. This one's too hot. This one's too cold. This bed's too hard. This one's too soft, and so on. I really don't know what the meaning of Goldilocks and the Three Bears is. However, upon further examination of the book of Galatians, you will find in Galatians chapter 6, three bears. Three bears that will sum up the Spirit-led Christian life, that will help us in living the Spirit-led Christian life. Three of them. You'll find them all in Galatians 6. The first one is found in Galatians 6, verse 1 and 2. Actually, verse 2, but we'll read verse 1 and 2. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in a trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. And so, bear number one is, bear one another's burdens. These first two verses are about the help and encouragement of our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. You'll notice in verse one, he says, Brethren, church, I'm talking to you. If there is a man who has been overtaken, and that is to say overwhelmed in a trespass, you who are spiritual, who who are the spiritual ones in the congregation? I would argue that it's probably those who are bearing the fruits of the Spirit found in Galatians 5, verse 22 and 23. Those are the spiritual ones. The spiritual ones are to restore the man who has been overwhelmed or overtaken in a trespass. Also minding themselves, considering themselves, lest they be tempted. You know, there may come a time that the spiritual one who has restored this man may himself find himself overtaken or overwhelmed in a sin and need help. So consider yourself. But the idea is to be mindful and Be encouraging and edifying. That doesn't mean to compromise and overlook sin. No, this person's overtaken in a trespass. And you understand that that could be you. You understand you're on the same team. You understand that this person is a a brother or sister in Christ. So this is family. So don't treat them as an enemy. Treat them as family. And they're overtaken and and they need restored. And so... 
in the spirit of gentleness. Encourage them. Edify them. Do as Jesus did. Address the sin for the purpose of saving the soul. And so it's about encouraging and edifying. And then verse 2 follows that up with, Bear ye one another's burdens. Help one another. Encourage one another. This is what it is to fulfill the law of Christ. How are we going to do that? Well, we could be praying for one another. How many times in Paul's epistles do you find that Paul is praying for them? That it's night and day, that it's continually, that these brethren are always on his mind. And so, He's praying for them. He's praying for their growth. He's praying that they would be faithful to the gospel. And so we could be praying for one another. We could be encouraging one another. I'm the beneficiary of folks who would send me a text. They'll give me a phone call. They'll send me a message on social media. A word of encouragement about the sermons that I preached or something that has been done. And I am so grateful for those words. They always seem to come at the right moment, right when I need it. An encouraging word. To let people know that you're there. So we can pray and encourage. Number three, we can we can just simply be there. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be perfect. You just need to be there. We've got a couple of examples of that in the Scriptures. Before Job's friends actually opened their mouth and ruined everything, they spent a whole week just sitting in silence with Job. When Job was going through the tragedy and trauma of losing his health and losing his wealth and losing family. It was all gone seemingly in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye, his world was turned upside down. And his friends came and sat with him silently for a week. That's good. They were just they were just there. There's another occasion in the scriptures where Jesus comes to his inner circle on that night he had to go into Gethsemane and pray before he went to the cross. And he asked Peter, James, and John, he said, come in here with me. Sit here, and I'll go there and pray. But I want you to sit here and watch with me. I don't need you to pray with me. I don't need you to necessarily pray for me. I just need you to be here. And so that's one way we can bear one another's burdens. Just be present. It may be that a friend or family member or someone in Christ is going through a very dark period in their life. Something that is trying them and testing them. And your presence is an encouragement to them. And so, when we think about bearing one another's burdens to fulfill the law of Christ, I think of prayer 
I think of encouragement. I, I think of just simply being present in that person's life when they need you. So that's the first bear. The second one is found in verse 5, which seems to be the very opposite of what we just read. It says, For each one shall bear his own burden or own load. There are certain things that I can't do for you. There are certain things that you can't do for me. As much as you might want to, or as much as I might want to help you. You know, with, with your kids, you, you want to just reach out and just fix it. You have a spouse who's hurting. You just want to fix it. Or a really close friend who you dearly love. And they're going through a, a problem, and you just want to fix it. But sometimes in life, you just can't. And there's just, there's just certain things we can't do for one another. Certain things we just simply have to do on our own. We have to bear our own burden. Each one of us, according to Jesus, needs to pick up our own cross and bear our own cross and follow Him daily. That's just, I, I can't do that for you and you can't do that for me. On the Lord's Day, we gather together with brothers and sisters in Christ to focus on God. You can't worship for me, and I can't worship for you. I have to sing the songs. I have to offer the sacrifice. I have to give. I have to pray. I have to partake of the bread of life, listening to the sermon, which is the bread of life. I need to make an examination of my life. And so you cannot worship for me any more than I can worship for you. For the sins that have been committed, you can't repent for me. You didn't do those things. The sins that you've committed, I can't repent for you. Those are just individual burdens that we have to bear. I have to worship. I have to repent. I have to grow through prayer. I have to study the Scriptures. I have to show myself approved, 2 Timothy 2.15. I am responsible for my choices. I can be a follower of Christ, and there's others around me who aren't. I can't follow Christ for them. And you can't follow Christ for me. There are just certain things that we have to do on our own. We bear our own burdens. So that's the second bear. First one, bear one another's burdens, verse 2. Second one is, bear your own burden, verse 5. And then there's verse... 17, where we find the third bear, where Paul finishes this letter to the Galatians now saying, From now on, let no one trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. There's a couple ways to take that. In that region, I understand from some of my studies, there were many idolatrous 
pagan temples and those who served at those idolatrous and pagan temples would often be branded with a hot iron like you'd brand a cow. And it, and it pointed out the fact that that temple owned that person, and that person was completely and utterly given and devoted to that idolatry or that pagan temple. And maybe what Paul is getting at is kind of a play on words. It's an understanding in that culture that I am branded, that I am completely and utterly owned and given to the Lord Jesus Christ. My life is 100% devoted to Jesus. Another way to take that is knowing the life that Paul led for the gospel and knowing that this man probably died with some scars. He was beaten with rods, whips, imprisoned. He was, in, he was shipwrecked a day and a night in the deep. He was in perils of his countrymen, perils of Gentiles. He was in all sorts of peril, all sorts of physical trouble that no doubt led to scars. And all of it was because he was preaching the gospel. And so there was proof in his body that he was completely and utterly devoted to the Lord Jesus. And that no doubt he died with scars on his body, scars that he received because of the preaching of the gospel, because of his devotion to the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that brings a question to mind. Do I have proof of my faithfulness to the Lord Jesus? Am I completely given to and devoted to the Lord Jesus? Am I branded? Am I marked? Is there something different about me than the rest of the world that would just tell the world without me saying a word that I belong to Jesus? I think it's a good question, something to think about for me and for you. And so those are the three bears of Galatians. As we bring this episode to a close, I remind you of these three bears of Galatians. Galatians 6.2, bear one another's burdens. Pray and encourage and be there for one another. Bear your own burdens. You need to repent of your own sin. You are responsible for your own choices. You need to grow through prayer and study. You worship God. Nobody can do these things for you, nor should they. Bear your own burdens, verse 5. And bear the marks of the Lord Jesus, showing devotion and proof you belong to the Lord Jesus. So, my friends, that brings this episode to a close. I want to encourage you again to share, like, let people know about this podcast that we may get the word of Christ out to the world. Jesus is the only hope the world has to get to the Father. John chapter 14, verse 6. It is my desire and want 
to get the Word of Christ, to point people in the direction of Jesus, who is their only hope. So, that's it for now. Until next time, my friends. Until next time. Thank you.